What up? What up? What up? Welcome back to Between Two Posts. Kyle and Everett here joining you all on what could be another Wednesday morning. Um, but how are you doing, Everett? Uh, you know, just crushing it. Uh, still feeling thin. Um, I have watermelon for lunch now, so that's really helping can keep the weight down. Just crush a whole watermelon a day. You know, all that water stuff. I don't know. I don't understand dieting, but I read it on Instagram, so it must be true. Yeah. What's up with you, man? Uh, nothing much. I've been enjoying the Florida sun. I actually went for a little rollerblade yesterday past Tom Brady's house and uh, had a pretty cool experience. So I, I didn't meet Brady, but um, we, were, we were wheeling around his neighborhood and we actually ran into a few of the lightning guys also rollerblading. So What? Cool. Yeah, yeah. Who would you see? Uh, we ran into McDonough and Kaloran. So did you guys did you guys run a little two v two in the street? Well, it's it's not to pump my own tires. This is gonna sound pretty cocky, but I was definitely better at rollerblading than they were. And oh, oh it, I find that guys, so hard to believe. Oh, dude, so the the initial like meet, like we were kind of coming at each other, like you know you you know like hockey blades, hockey blades. No one else in Florida really like skate so we kind of stopped and he did the like the the dragged his foot for about oh no the l stop yeah like 20 feet dude he couldn't oh, stop no. and then like like he, he clearly just because you know he, he never rollerblades like he he's an ice hockey player yeah for entire life but it, it was funny because like he's at, he, he asked like oh like what kind of rollerblades yeah like what wheels are you on uh, so it was, it was hilarious specking out the roller dad style I mean, he, was, he was rocking like a thousand dollar pair of blades he had the new uh what is it mars Age blade two. no the, yeah he had the new unreleased mars blade on uh like an ice boot of the wait for real yeah yeah it was sick. he had the new one yeah like the you know how they came out with the new one because the old yeah, one yeah no 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 i saw yeah. it it looks sick yeah he had mars, the mars blade they, pass they were pretty sweet so um you're welcome for the plug I th- I think they got theirs for free too. So yeah, so they Mars Blade can pay us for the advertisement here. Well, if if Mars Blade's listening, just know I'm a better skater than uh, Kalorna McDonald. So not a big deal. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, unfortunately we didn't didn't run into Brady. Um, but yeah, I mean overall it was a good day. Enjoyed some some sun and got some exercise. So that's all you can ask for. You can't beat that Sunday. I got a sunburn because I went for a skate. But yeah, uh, I saw your your story there looks like you got something up your sleeve with with rollerblading. Well, now that the sanctuary of Joe Dumars has closed and I won't be playing roller hockey anymore in Detroit, uh, I figured I could take my indoor wheels and just rip them up on the concrete. But you brought up stopping, which is funny. And when I was a kid, like I was fearless, like I could stop on anything, whether I'm playing roller ice, whatever. But when you make the transition from tile to concrete, and you're 26 years old and you haven't done it in a long time. It was a pretty daunting task. Yeah. So I was rolling up to the stop sign or like the, the light to cross. I was like, oh, I should hit the stop. But then I saw all these cars coming. So I did the L. <laughs> yeah. I did yeah. the foot drag because I'm like, man, if I bite in front of all these people, I'm just going to go home. It's going to ruin my day. But it was scary. But after that, yeah. I, I threw down a hard, couple hard stops. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got it. Not a big deal. Yeah. So it's, it's like been ride, good, man. It's like riding a bike. You know, you don't, you don't forget how to. Ride a bike, I guess. You just gotta send it sometimes, right? Yeah, exactly. So but uh yeah, let's get back to, to Ned, who I mean some some unreal stories, juniors, goal scoring, uh 
Chicken fingers. Chicken fingers? Oh, oh, yep. Chicken fingers. Can't forget that. (laughs) (laughs) So he's got an unreal interview lined up here. Yeah, some mid-game chicken fingers never hurt. So let's just, you know, I think stories are better told from Ned. So let's hear it from the horse's mouth. Let's send it over. Between two posts tonight, hailing from the great city of Cleveland, Ohio, standing at a six-foot even, Alex Nedelkovich. That's pretty good. Welcome to the pod, buddy. Wow, thank you. That was that was pretty exciting. <laughs> the energy levels are at an all-time high right now. I'm, I'm pretty hyped up. I might go go run a marathon. I don't know. <laughs> So put the shoes on, baby. It's training time. Yeah. That's how we get fired up here. We get a little yeah. right? Hey, oh, speak, yeah. speaking of training, have you been doing any crazy uh, workouts during quarantine without gyms? Um, nothing crazy, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call them crazy workouts. It's just been uh, pretty basic. Go for a run, do a couple squats here and there, do a couple push-ups, some sit-ups, uh, I mean, I don't really have much. I have a few dumbbells, a treadmill, and uh, and a bench. So it's just trying to come up with some different exercises to to keep the body going. For sure, it's it's probably a lot more maintaining rather than trying to gain right now. You just want to not take too much of a loss at this point in the year. But right, yeah, it's like like you said. You know, you're not. I don't have I don't have the equipment or the facilities available right now to to really build and build up so it's just about me like you said maintaining staying in shape and i've actually lost some weight and i think i've kind of gotten myself back into a little bit better state than what what we were in in uh, the middle of the season there which is kind of nice hmm, yeah that's interesting hey well it's it's funny you say that because i think uh as a pro like obviously you don't want to lose weight but ev's been uh bragging to me every day that he's he's been dropping some pounds so it's, it's different worlds oh yeah yeah you gotta it, it, it's funny I don't like you wake up every day and you know you're going to go to the rink and you're going to skate for an hour and you're going to work out after and it's like all right so for dinner tonight I can afford this piece of cheesecake or when you go on the road it's like, <laughs> it's like all right I'll have a scoop of ice cream with my pregame meal and I'll become fine I'll work it off afterwards but then you'll just have a cookie with the postgame meal so it's like <laughs> you know you're eating dessert like more often than not i at least for me I, I got a bit of a sweet tooth so so I, I I I would eat it, but then like you don't notice it that much just because you're playing and you're working it off. But it's like now you're not skating at all, so you have to kind of like you, know, you got to get up and you're like oh, I got to go run on the treadmill, like or I got to go for a run or hit the bike or something. And it's like uh, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> so it's like I can't be eating a piece of cheesecake anymore or have a scoop of ice cream every night. So man, you're turning into me. You got to put off the running. You just really got to decide, is the cheesecake worth it or do I want to run? Like, it's no. way if in the balances. If it was a tiramisu, it would be worth it. But the cheesecake, I can get by without some cheesecake. <laughs> That's unreal, man. Um, so I wanted to take this back to, well, Berkey told me about this, but apparently before we had met you, you had gone overseas and played a tournament in Russia. Is that right? Uh, Czech Republic. Okay, so over in the check, and then you came back with some like street hockey pads you won from the tournament. Is that right? I don't know if they were street hockey pads. They were some legit pads. I wore them for two years. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah, they were the real. Like they were legit pads. I, I, 
I don't remember the name of them. Like, and I didn't even realize at the time, like I, like, like I was just so young. I was kind of like, I, I got sized up for pads right before we left. And then I, a few weeks later, I get home and there's a set of pads in my driveway. I'm like, Where are these <laughs> not a bad day as a goalie though, to come home and see a brand new set sitting on your doorstep, huh? No, not at all. And you know what? The best, like, I think my dad was honestly happier than I was because he didn't have to pay a dime for it. So it was, it worked out perfectly. And yeah, I got, I got two years out of them and they had a pretty slick design to them too. And they were, they actually were a pretty good set of pads. I was pretty happy with them. Well, I'm sorry. I, uh, I got that take from Adam. So he was the one who chirped them pretty hard. He's just like, yeah, when I met Alex, Ned had like these street hockey pads. He went overseas or something. It was really weird. And then we switched to Vaughn. It was, uh, yeah. you know, history after that. Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. Like I said, I don't remember the name of them or anything. I kind of want to know where they are now. Like what my dad did with them just to see what they're look, just to see how they held up and all that. And like put them next to the gear now and kind of compare it. I think yeah. it's pretty cool to see the differences. For um, sure. But yeah, no, I haven't. Yeah. It's been, that was when I was, uh, 14 and 15 I would have wore that set so what it's been 24 so eight years nine years now in Vaughn Pat I have to make sure my math was right it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so. it's been a while um no that's awesome because then that led right into when you finally came to Michigan right and you were playing for uh Bell Tire and then the next year the NA3 Metro Jets yeah yeah I was with Bell Tire for a year and then I went and played uh I got drafted by Plymouth in the OHL and I spent the first half of the year in the NA3 and then uh, I was able to make my way up into uh, into the lineup in Plymouth talk about a a nice little jump there from the Natre up to the OHL huh? <laughs> yeah yeah just a small one just small I was still I was still practicing with with the team and um with, with the Whalers and everything during the week and I would uh I'd go play games on the weekends with, um, with the Metro Jets. So uh, it was – I kind of got a little bit of both. I got kind of the best of both worlds. I was able to practice, work with our goalie coaches and, and use the facilities and all that with the Whalers during the week. And then – because the Metro Jets, they played mostly weekend games just like the Whalers. So on the weekends, mm-hmm. I would just go out and play with them. And, um, and then actually, I didn't play – I don't think I played that many games. I think I was – I played about a month's worth of games with them. Um, and then I, I was given an opportunity in Plymouth and it kind of just, I kind of, I did well and ran with it and I never looked back. Well, the way I was told, you just went on a complete rip once you got called up because you were 16 that year and you tore it off. And then was that the year that you guys made a little run through playoffs? Yeah, that we went, we ended up losing to London in the conference finals. Um, yeah, I, I had a pretty – the numbers were pretty good. We had a really good team. <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a really good team in front of me, though. I mean, we – I don't even – we had somewhere around, I want to say, like 12 or 13 guys drafted in the NHL. Wow. Uh, I think I think four first-round picks. <clears throat> it was, um, who was it? It was Stephen Nason, Ricard Raquel, Tom Wilson. Um, who am I missing? I think – well, and then Ryan Hartman was a uh, Hartsey there that year. Yeah, Hartsey would Hartsey was a first round pick like that summer, like upcoming summer. 
I hope I'm not missing something. I don't think I'm missing some, but if Vince Trocek was on the team on the first round oh, pick, wow. but he was, but he was like, he came halfway from Saginaw or halfway during the year from Saginaw, he came over, um, you know, and we just, it was a, it was, it was an older group too. So guys had been there and they, you know, they knew their way around the league and they knew how to handle themselves. And, um, like I said, there was, I, I like to say that I, I did well, and for a 16-year-old, I think I did pretty good. But, I, I mean, I, you got to give credit to the, the guys in front of me. We had a really good team. I mean, I wasn't making 40 or 50 saves a night. So. Mm-hmm. I just sure. uh, I pulled up the roster. I don't know if you mentioned it. Did you say Tom Wilson? Yep. Okay, yeah. That's, that that's guy, have, uh... he was a man amongst boys. I mean, he was <laughs> like it, – it kind of it was probably a good thing for the league that he went pro that that following the following year because he would have got put some guys in the hospital for sure. I mean, <laughs> like the like he he was a man he was a man amongst boys like he was whatever I don't even know how tall he is six four two hundred and whatever pounds like and I mean nobody wanted to fight him nobody would fight him in the league and at that point and he was only a, you know. Not only he was a third year guy, I think he was third year at that time. Yeah, would have been third year. Like, and then to go into your fourth year, still this like massive human being, and then you're gonna have sixteen year old kids coming in now. <laughs> like, you're gonna have like this six foot, one hundred and seventy five scrawny teenager going in against a six foot four, two hundred and twenty pound power forward, and on top of being able to just do whatever he wanted to somebody physically he could put the puck in the net too like it just wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been fair he's a lethal I mean, weapon yeah we could have used him for sure i mean, we, finished, <laughs> we finished eighth place in the conference that year we could have definitely used him and i would have been i would have loved if he would have been back but it is what it is he had a good run and he made the he made the most of his junior career and then he obviously he's having a great professional career for so. sure that's unreal. Um, now, I wanted to ask, being in the OHL, because you had three or was it four years in the O? I had four. I played four. Because you had Plymouth, Plymouth. Was it Flint? Uh, Plymouth, Plymouth. Pl- three, I was three years with Plymouth. Okay. And then my last year was the first year that Flint was in, uh, a franchise. Okay. And then I was with Flint till uh, – the end of November, right after, like, we had the little walkout thing, the little mm-hmm. player strike. Oh, wait, you were there for that. You were with Kaiser then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he yeah. said that was a mess, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there, it was it, it was weird how it all played out. Um, it happens. I mean, I, well, it doesn't really happen. It but doesn't, like... No, it doesn't really happen. <laughs> it doesn't really happen at all. But, like. I don't. It was really weird and crazy. I mean, I like. We actually we were doing pretty good too. Like we weren't, you know, we weren't like first place or anything like that. We weren't at the top of the league, but we definitely weren't like at the bottom either. We were like middle of the pack, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we weren't like, you know, we were just trying to like, kind of feeling things out. Like everybody was kind of feeling things out at the start. And, the rink, the the rink and the facilities weren't necessarily ready right out of the get go. Like we had to do training camp out of uh, like a practice rink, 
which the facilities weren't the best there either, but it is what it is at that time. And, um, and then even like when the season, even once we got into the building and we were playing games in there, they were still under, they were still doing um, some cosmetic stuff and like putting walls up, not walls, but like drywall and stuff like that. Well, yeah, I guess they'd be putting walls up and they, they were putting walls and things like that. Like it just wasn't, running like as smooth right like oh, it, no. uh, there was still you know you, you'd walk in and there's still construction guys walking in and out of the locker room we're like oh all right they were still probably um, laying the ice before you even got out to practice <laughs> well the ice that was the other thing like so every other the every other rink in the league they drill the pegs in for the net right they mm-hmm. drill them into oh, the yeah. ice yeah. you couldn't you couldn't drill the uh, the pegs in because the the cooling system it was like too close to the surface so you would just drill right through a line and you know you would lose the ice right there so they they had you had the old-fashioned pegs the metal pegs that just like you know that are whatever an inch long that go into the ice and every time you went and slammed into the post there it goes yeah they come off every play yeah so it was just annoying i mean like they we had to get like so we had they had this big jumbotron but like they had, a, they had like a huge brand new jumbotron. It was awesome. It was the coolest thing ever, right? To have a sick jumbotron at that time yeah, in your. Sure. But they wouldn't show the play going on on it, and they wouldn't show replays of like what had just happened, like normal, right? Like yeah. All it had was the ads of sponsors and everything <laughs> like that the whole time, no and way. so it was like that for like a month, maybe like three three weeks. And it's just, it just got so annoying. We actually, we had like the players, we went up to whoever was the media people were like, you gotta, like, there needs to be something like, I want to look and see what happened on this play kind of thing. Like to say, like, that's not what it's supposed to be like. Oh yeah. no. I no, mean, it was like, even if, it was, if like a guy, if a guy scored or they didn't put like anything no, up, there was, nope. just, just the ads, just McDonald's, <laughs> just, the ads. <laughs> just the ads. Yeah. It so was crazy. Had, after the game, <laughs> this, was, this was they had behind our net was like the Zamboni entrance behind our net, mm-hmm. like right right behind it, and then just to the to the right of it. So over my right shoulder, if I just looked over my right shoulder, not in the corner, still behind, like right next to the Zamboni entrance, yeah. they had a hot tub <laughs> on the glass. For for what like for reason? Fans? For fans? For whoever it was like it was basically like a, a suite. But oh, in the hot tub. Oh. No way. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And there would actually be people sitting in the hot tub <laughs> having beers watching the game. I mean, I that's mean, just classic Flint. You know what? I'm gonna go see I'm gonna go see the Firebirds play tonight. I'll bring my bathing suit. We'll have some beers, get in the hot yeah, tub. Get in the hot tub. Yeah. Play. <laughs> that actually sounds like a a great way to watch the game though. Yeah, and I'm like I didn't think it was that bad an idea. You get some nachos, you get some beers, and then you got the game right in front of you. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right on the glass. There's, there isn't a better seat in the house. Well, that's, that's the other thing, too, is, yeah, you, like, you were on the glass. Maybe if you were in the corner, you could see the whole light. You could see down to the other end a little bit better. But, like, you're right behind me. I mean, you got the best view in the house right there. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the only questionable part, I guess, is you're in, obviously, Michigan, and hockey usually – a majority of the season it's probably gonna be pretty cold up there like are they are they walking into the arena just with swimsuit in hand or uh that you know what that's a great question and it would have been something that 
that'd be something to find out. I, I don't know. That's up to, I guess, like the whoever bought the ticket. That's yeah. up to them, I guess. I'll be there now. Doing that, I, you know, I don't know. Like, I mean, because I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was. I'm sure. So I think sometimes it was like up to, or they would give it to like sponsors if they sent if they had people at the game or whatever. I think they let them do that. But I think for the most part, it was like, uh, like a suite or like an upgraded ticket, right? You just pay an extra, you pay the extra price, and then you go sit in hot tub. So. <laughs> Could you imagine like you're you're an intern at some company, <laughs> the boss comes up to you, hey, we got you these tickets. Make sure you take your bathing suit. You're gonna go see the Firebirds play. Yeah, like. <laughs> Yeah, there's, there was there was some stuff like, they they definitely had some kinks they needed to work out that first year, and it kind of was unfortunate the way that things went because it could it could be and I'm from what I hear now it's not that bad of a setup and things are kind of going better for them now, but like, the the way that that was all handled and somebody the guy just had his hands on it too much and. It, it sucks because it affected – it just didn't affect, like, really, it didn't affect – it affected, like, the players' careers, but it, you know, it affected coaches, staff. Like, mm-hmm. there was a lot – there was a lot of not bad – like, a, there was a big ripple effect yeah. because of it, obviously. So, um, for sure. I mean, I don't, I don't know if – I don't even know what how, how much of uh, – how much say he has in the team anymore if he does or what he's got what's going on with that but like I said it's not a bad play like it's in Flint you know you'll, you hear Flint and you're like ah it's Flint but nobody really lived in Flint you lived in the yeah. grand, you lived in Grand Blank you lived in a nice community like the high school that guys would go to was a nice high school I mean I lived off the back of a golf course off the back of a country club on the uh, 18th fairway like tough <laughs> yeah not too bad so it was, it was the area that you lived in was nice. And that's the, like, I mean, you, you know, you spend a lot of time at the rink, but when you're at the rink, you're inside the rink, you're not really like out around the area. We got to park our cars inside to like, it was a big, it's a huge like facility. Uh, facility. Yeah. There was room for, I think three, there was, I think room for three ice sheets, I think. Mm-hmm. So you, I mean, one, they put a whole thing of turf down in, in one side. And, um, we, you know, we used it as like, they put, they played indoor soccer there, I think a little bit. I mean, we just used it to kick a soccer ball around and play sewer before games, yeah. but we parked our cars like along the side of it. Um, <laughs> so we were like in, you know, so we pulled up, we pulled inside the rink and then that was it. If we wanted to go get lunch, there was a little diner right down the street that gave us a good deal. Like this little diner gave us 50% off no way so we were paying six so a six dollar omelet cost us three dollars <laughs> can't beat it that like, man no it was awesome so especially at that time you, i mean you're getting getting gas money but it was it was it just felt like you know it was it was cool the city like knew who we were yeah yeah that was the cool part like people knew like oh you're the firebirds wow like, so, oh wow you're was- alex nadelkovich you're the real deal huh it wasn't quite like that not till i got to niagara that was awesome for sure that um awesome. Niagara. it's funny though like if you clip this audio correctly it would sound like you were just telling an na3 or na story like just living out of the barns i was down in uh <laughs> i traveled the Nall south like two years ago 
And uh, I went to some of those rinks down in Texas. And in the corners of the rink, they would set up I, basically like a stand, a big platform, no <laughs> railings around it. This was, was this Odessa? And they had, they have recliners that you can pay to sit in. And now this, this is, you know, junior A, tier two, down in the south. So they don't really get hockey. They're just there to watch fights. And these people are getting loaded up. Like people would tell me they just get loaded up and it's so dangerous watching them walk up these stairs. There's no real, <laughs> like leaning over the edge to bang on the glass. They're rocking back and forth in the recliners, like incredible wild west stuff. So, well, so I've actually, I don't know if I told you this, but when, uh, when I was in Amarillo for a game, I got a beer dumped on me by a fan. No way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, when I was in, so that tournament that I was, that I played in when I was, whatever, 13, that I in won the, the pad from. Yeah. yeah. We beat, like, the host team. We beat them, like, 7 nothing. Like, we beat them oh, pretty bad. And, Bang. like, they were, and they, their, their parents and their family, whoever their fans were, like, they, it was, like, European soccer. They had the drums. They were yelling and screaming the whole time. And they were dumping food on us as we were leaving the ice. I got, I got uh, like catch, like a tray full of ketchup dumped on me. Oh man! <laughs> you yeah. needed the new pads then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were well earned. That's yeah. unreal, man. Um, and then moving forward, you jumped into World Juniors, and your numbers there were like ridiculous. Yeah, you well, stood on your head. We had, yeah, like we had another good team. There was another really good team in front of me. I mean, you had, uh, you know, you got guys like I'm trying to remember, like Austin Matthews, Sonny Milano, uh, Matthew Kachuk, Christian Dvorak. Who are uh, those guys? <laughs> you know, you had uh, like Zach Wierenski, uh Louis Belpedio on the back end. I want to, I don't think Hannafin was on that team. Besser's on here. McAvoy. Best, uh, yeah, they're yeah, you yeah, guys, you guys yeah, like, like the list goes wow. on. It's another really stacked team, and I like we we played Russia in the semifinals, and they, they were a good team, don't get me wrong. But I we probably we could have probably gone done a little better than than bronze, I think. Um, we lost 2 1, I kind of gave up two soft goals, which kind of was unfortunate, but. This was, yeah, we had a good team. We we beat we beat Canada the first game four two. Sick. Uh, we beat them for in the first game of the tournament, which was awesome. Then we we lost to Sweden one nothing. Their goalie made like forty one saves, I think. Like stood on his head. Like it was, that's tough. It was unbelievable. And I'm sitting and I had like eighteen shots. We outshot them. We like two to one. Like forty one to eighteen, I think yeah. it was. Those Jesus. When, when and they scored like who I think who it was Alex Nylander score, scored on the breakaway. Like the one good chance that they had that game. Actually it was two because I remember I made a sick glove save in the third period. Late. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, like the first like the first good chance that they had, he he's buried on the breakaway. Um and that was it. Yeah, the guy just stood on his head like nothing and then we beat that. We lost to them. We beat Swiss. We beat the Swiss, and then I forget who the other who the last team was in our division. Um, but I think we we ended up finishing first, and we played the Czech in the in the quarters. I think we beat them six nothing. Wow! And then we, it was a tight game. Like it was it was closer than that. 
Like we were, it was, it was a one or two goal game for until like halfway. And then I think after, once we got three, I think we scored like two quick ones to make it kind of like to put it out of reach a little bit. And then it just like, you know, we scored after that, but, um, but yeah, then we played Russia, Russia two days later and uh, we were were good. We got on the board. We scored first. We were up one, nothing after one, I think. And then they scored two goals in the second period. Like one, I think like around half the halfway mark, I want to say, and it was just like made I made a save and then like, like it was a scramble in front. And then they got like another shot in tight and there was a rebound, went right back out to the guy. Like I could have kind of smothered it and just he buried it and that tied it. And then it was towards the end of that period. A guy did a spinorama, like the D-man did a spinorama move at the point, like fake shot, spinorama, drove it down the wall, kind of like dipped his head and like took it to the net and just kind of like stuffed it short side. Like I, I still really didn't know how to play the reverse VH that well mm-hmm. at that time. So I just got kind of caught off balance and he just basically pulled like put it in like bulldozed me. I really didn't have much of a chance going into the position like that. So um, after that was it, like it was two one lot into the blues in there and went on, played sweet in the next day and got a little bit of revenge on them beat them i think eight three was so. oh, wow. yeah well it's the tough Spanked. part about those those tournaments you lose one game and you know you can't compete for gold so yeah it's uh it's definitely not like ahl or nhl playoffs where you know they're long series and there's no there's no flukes right like that was that yeah like the one game like you know you lose one nothing to sweden and the round robin it was just the round robin so at that point you know you're thinking all right you're still fine like you win the rest of your games and you still top the four out of five teams they make it on to the next round right I mean you want to you want to finish as high as possible but you lose one game in round robin it's not the end of it um but then you know you you set you kind of set yourself up like it was we played like I said we played check I think we finished second because of that loss because I think sweet yeah Sweden beat Canada because Sweden's like undefeated in round robin play in world juniors gross yeah, so that that makes sense. So we would have finished second and played Czech, and they were third. Now, um, the thing I'm curious about, Ned, because I had volunteered at the program when, like, Otter and Wool were there. So that was, like, 14, 15-ish. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I found is every time those kids played Russia, whether it's, you know, 17s or 18s, Four Nations or whatever tournament, like, the rivalry there – Every time, like Canada is obviously a big one, but every time that they dressed to play Russia, like the tension in the room, it was completely different. Like the 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 environment was just completely like you could feel it and you could feel how tense everything was. When you're going into World Juniors and you guys go went to play Russia, obviously it's semis, so like there's a lot of pressure. This game counts and everything like that. But do you guys did your guys' team feel that like we need to beat Russia because it's Russia kind of thing? Was there that vibe? I don't like. I don't necessarily think so. Uh, definitely, there was that vibe against Canada. It was like you know, for sure, we need to win this game. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was that vibe against Russia necessarily. I mean, obviously, it was a big enough game. It was at the point where it was like it was a semifinal game, right? So it was like win or go home, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was more like kind of down to business, like you know get like 
get the job done kind of thing. Play hockey, more or less. Yeah. It wasn't as much a rivalry as it was just like, we got to go out there and get that dub so we can keep moving forward. For sure. Right, yeah. No, totally uh, understand. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Another thing uh, with that tournament, I guess I've said there might be some rumors of uh, your oh. pre-game meal coming uh, from the Golden Arches. Where? So I, I don't know if you would remember this, Ned, but this was brought to me today when we were getting ready for this. Um, when someone – it was for a Plymouth game, I think. That was what it was. Ryder was coming to see you. And he said when he came down before the game to see you for like pregame or something, skate, Ryder walked into the room and you were sitting on the trainer's table just crushing cheeseburgers out of a McDonald's bag. <laughs> this was in Plymouth? Yeah, well, it would have been when – yeah, it would have been Plymouth, right? Because that was before you went to World Juniors. So I guess Ryder had come down, but obviously this might be a little bit uh, further back in your memory, so – yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that was so. If that was in Plymouth, that would have been my uh, third. That would have been last year in Plymouth. There, I didn't really play much, but I don't think it like because Ryder wasn't the goalie coach for the program at that time. I don't think he was at least. Well, at least not the not the World Junior Team. I don't remember this. I really, I really don't remember this. Yeah, uh, it's fake news, probably. I don't like. I want who? I want to know who told you that. Berkey told me because he heard it from Wrights. I guess we're going to have to fact check uh, Ryder yeah, on that one. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to Berkey about that one. <laughs> we can cut I, that one, though. We won't. We won't are you, get are you sure it wasn't Berkey eating the McDonald's? Oh, it could be. <laughs> Very well could have been. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we'll cut that out. For now. Oh, I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I've eaten some stuff during – like. I've eaten some some messed up pregame meals, and I've had a I've had a you know a drumstick or two in between games when I or in between periods when I'm not playing. But I don't I, I don't know about McDonald's like on the trainer's table. I don't remember that. All right, we can maybe maybe back in the NA three days. Yeah, that, that was a Metro Jets move. <laughs> maybe yeah, I don't. Oh man, I don't know that. Yeah, you're gonna have, I'm gonna have to talk to Berkey about that one. I don't know what he's telling everybody. I'm eating McDonald's pregame for <laughs> Oh, I've come what, a long way since my 16-year-old year when I was way overweight. What uh, What's the worst pregame meal you've ever had then? Let me be honest. We had some bad ones this year in Charlotte. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> like, but I, I, I'll tell you, when I was my first year, I had – I didn't have my, there was no food in, in the house and my billet family's house. So I had leftover Chinese takeout one night or one day. Um, uh, so we had, so this year in Charlotte, we actually got like the hotels got mixed up or like the scheduling got mixed up because we, when we go to Syracuse, we usually stay at like one at like X hotel, like mm -hmm. this one hotel, but it was like, family weekend or like senior weekend or something at the college there so the hotel was completely booked so we ended up staying at this like other hotel by not by the airport like close to the airport it was like this actually it wasn't even a hotel it was like a motel oh no it was like this like old weird like sketchy motel 
we didn't even eat pregame meal there. We ate pregame meal at the Ramadan Inn across the street. <laughs> and it was like cold chicken noodle soup, like cold frozen vegetables, uh, and like this weird breaded chicken. Like it was just it 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 wasn't it wasn't appetizing at all. Yeah. Oh man, I mean you're playing in the AHL, but that sounds like something that would have happened to me when I was playing roller hockey in college. <laughs> yeah. It was like that it was a tough break. I mean the ice cream was good. Oh that's yeah, that's that's what matters, right? That's always good. <laughs> yeah, the ice cream was good. But I tell you what, the the like there I've had some good pregame meals, but the chicken noodle soup is like by far like my favorite part of pregame meal. Really? And Lehigh Valley has some unbelievable soup. Like incredible. And we'd actually we didn't get pregame like usually we would get pregame meal like like downstairs in the locker room, they would bring it yeah. down. They had like a little lounge area for us. And we would eat there, like in the arena. Um, but this year, for some reason, for whatever reason, we went, like the hotel is connected to the, like the way that they built it, the, they did all the renovations. There's a hotel like connected to the arena. Mm-hmm. So we ate like from the hotel this year. And the soup was good, but it was nothing like what we would get like from the arena staff like or the cook, like the arena kitchen. That soup was like, Top easily top three best soup I've ever had. <laughs> Big soup guy. <laughs> yeah, the pregame meal you get a like, pregame meal is standard. You get a bowl of soup, a bowl of chicken noodle soup, and then, I mean, depending on where you are and what you got, it's either like some chicken and rice or quinoa and, and some broccoli and carrots, or a piece of salmon and some quinoa and a bowl of soup. So who's deciding that? Is that like your team that usually does it every time, or is it kind of a league wide like you the host team provides for the visiting team no so like um we have there's a guy that works for the team that like is in charge of all the hotels and the meals and things like that so that sets it all up ahead of time so for whatever i don't know for i mean don't get me wrong the meal that we ate at the hotel in lehigh valley was a hundred times better than what we ate at syracuse the few, the few weeks prior like th- like this was it was a nice hotel so it was like good meal and everything like that like chicken was cooked the soup was good don't get me wrong like it was good soup but it just it wasn't comparable to to what you get straight out of the kitchen and, and le- at the arena yeah. for sure jumping ahead then uh sixteen seventeen which I believe is your first year pro and you end up playing in all three leagues so. <laughs> I mean, was that kind of crazy to, to go from the coast to the NHL? And then also, um, according to Elite Prospects, you had a you didn't give up any goals in your NHL game. Yeah, that was a that was a long year. I mean, <laughs> like I, I I had such high expectations for myself. Like, um, I like I want like. I was I was only 20 years old. I was still kind of a little naive as to like the whole process of progressing, you know, through like and developing the right way. Um, I like I I kept telling myself like I'm gonna you know I'm probably not gonna make it out of camp. Obviously coming in, um, I think they had it was Cam Ward. Yeah, they had Wardo and uh, I think Anton Kudobin was the backup that year. Um, oh yeah. I think I want to say it was it was him, um, but anyway, regardless, or no, no, it was a, Eddie Lack. Eddie Lack was a backup. 
Oh, that's when he was there. Okay. That's when, that's when Eddie was there. Yeah. So it was Eddie and Wardo. So I knew I wasn't obviously like, you know, they're making it like making it out of camp was nothing. Um, so I went in, I had an actually a pretty decent camp, got sent down and it was like, all right, for some reason, like in my head, like a flip had switched and it was like, all right, now I, I need to just like get a shutout every single game so I can get back up there. And, the, and it was like, you know, it, it was like setting like the most unrealistic goals and expectations yeah. for yourself as a rookie. And things just kind of snowballed. It was like, I don't think I won my first game until like the end of November, which was like two months into the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it like, whatever, by December, like after Christmas break, I got sent down to Florida. It was my first time going down. So it was like pretty disappointing. Like, you know, you felt like I got, I went home. I felt good. Like I was like, all right, you know, the second half, I'm going to, you know, do better kind of thing. And got sent down, which was a little disappointing. Went and played in Atlanta. I met the team in Atlanta, won the first game. I made like 40 saves, like actually felt really good. You know, played well. We won 4-2. I went back in and played the next night. We won, I think, 5-3, to three, I think, 5-3 to three or 5-2. to two. I ended up scoring that game. Like, scored Hell my yeah. First goal, scored my first goal. So, it was like, all right, this is pretty good. And then, you know, I played, played a little bit more. Or I actually got hurt that game, too. Like, I kind of sprained my MCL. And I, what we went – we were playing a three and three. And then we went to South Carolina the next night, and I wasn't playing. But I ended up getting put in halfway, and I played, like, five minutes. I was like, I can't do it on my knee. So I kind of rehabbed for a few weeks. And then I ended up going back up to Charlotte because I think that's when uh, – I think Wardo or Eddie, somebody got hurt up in Carolina so they needed obviously you know somebody got called up so then I got called up and then I started going in and I played all right I played better like I, I get up there I won won my first game like won the second game I was playing good played another weekend I played all right and then I kind of started getting back down to like the track of like all right you know you gotta make another like gotta save every shot yeah and it just like kind of the wheel. It was like the wheels fell off again. Like I was giving up shots from the boards, from the corner. It was like it was ugly. So I went back down to Florida, played some more games. I actually got to go back up to, or actually, like I, I mean, I got my debut when I went up to, or when I got called back up to Charlotte. Somebody got hurt, and was like, oh yeah, I was just same thing, backing up. Um, backing up wasn't expecting to go in in Columbus and then all of a sudden you know school you look up it's 4-1 and Billy Peters was a coach at the time and I kind of just was happening to look down the bench and he yelled Ned and then kind of nodded and said you're going in and that was it actually that was like I felt so smooth like so confident and like the game was easy I was like this is easy this is how you do it. like I can do this yeah yeah <laughs> I was, I, I just, this is it <laughs> yeah well, I think I think mentally though, like not having a ton of time to process it probably helps. You know, you're just going in and you play your game. I, I feel yeah. like the the more you overthink, the the worse it's gonna be. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. You have no time to think about it. Like you go in. Actually, I got in and I didn't really touch the puck much at, to start either. Like the play was down at their end for the a majority of the time when I was in to start. So I didn't really feel it. And I actually, I think I took a penalty before I even like made a save i got a, i got called for holding 
which I think was kind of like a kind of a soft call, but whatever. Um, whatever. We, we killed it off. I didn't give I didn't give up a goal. It was all right. So. Yeah, yeah. So then, uh, and then the next year in the AHL, you uh, you scored a goal. So that, another a, one. Another, yeah. another number one. two. That was, that was the second. Two. All right. Yeah, this was the second one. Yeah, we were. This was towards it was towards the end of the year. We were playing Hartford. We were like, and and it was six three at this point. Yeah, we had just scored an empty netter, and there was like two minutes left. And we just scored an empty netter to make it 6-3. So I'm like, all right, you know, it's whatever. They're not going to pull a goalie. You know, we win this one kind of thing. And then all of a sudden, like, they get the puck, and they just kind of, they flip it in from center ice, like, to my left. And out of the corner of my eye, I, like, I kind of see that their guy was going to the bench. And I'm like, yeah, oh, so, all right. <laughs> so I, I get it, and I knock it down, and I set it up, and then – our D-man, you, you can kind of see in the picture, our D-man comes by to, like, go and pick it up, and he just kind of almost, like, stops right next to me, like, Ned, what are you doing? And yeah. I just kind of – and I just go ahead and I, I fire it down the ice and it goes in, and that was, that was really exciting because we were at home one, and then things – like, the year was going a lot better than my year prior. So yeah. I was a lot more – I was in a much better place mentally. So the excitement that I had when I scored there was, like, through the roof. <laughs> yeah, and then I got I got a picture I got a picture of me and our equipment manager at the time Steve Latin who was like he had been on the bench for like over 2500 professional like hockey games like he he was the equipment guy for the Penguins when they won the Stanley Cups in the 90s with Lemieux and oh, and Yager he's legit um, yeah and he came down and he was like and he was telling me he was like Ned I've I've seen it all I just haven't seen a goalie score a goal and we were talking about it like all year, and then he to do that like there's a picture I got a picture of it like and he's got a picture of it too like we blew it up and like it framed and everything, and it's him, like he's giving me a hug on the bench and it's honestly it's the cool one probably one of the coolest pictures I have. Yeah, yeah. That's, such a I was, feel good moment there. That's oh, what yeah. I was gonna ask because I just rewatched the clip. And like you ran into the bench, everybody's hugging you. But then I saw you like you slid down like away from the guys, and then what's uh he comes up through the bench and you gave him a huge hug, and he's like completely red in the face. Oh yeah, yeah. He he was like he was more excited than anybody else. Really. <laughs> it like it was it was awesome. That was that was that was awesome. That was a good time. That's incredible. Now I I just you know I was. Uh, digesting some of the info you gave us earlier, but you mentioned maybe having a couple chicken legs between uh, periods, possibly. Now, I'm putting it together, and I might might be wrong, um, but you play at Bojangles Arena, so I'm assuming that occasionally there there might be a couple buckets of chicken that make their way down to the locker room. It sounds like, is that right? Yeah, you know, some sometimes the guys, <laughs> the guys that aren't playing, they get a chicken supreme or something like that, some chicken tenders, and they're sitting in the locker room there. So, I mean, I wasn't again. I I didn't start that game. I went in halfway. Jeremy Smith was uh was the other goalie that year. He got hurt, and like the end of the second, like near the end of the second period, we were winning at that time. Like we were already in the lead, so it was like, you know, we were winning. So after the first was kind of just hanging out with the with Steve and the in the equipment room and then I go in I go in in the second and I'm like ah crap like 
Whoops. Feeling a little heavy, eh? <laughs> yeah, I weighed in a little heavy leaving the rink that night. But, I mean, it worked out. Thank- thankfully, we were playing well that night, and it worked out. And obviously, you know, scoring a goal kind of does a cherry on top. But Oh, that so that was the same night that you ate the, yeah. uh, the chicken? No way. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, and, you, you, and you haven't you haven't made that your new like yeah game ritual. I'm not gonna comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> no one's got to know about that. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. We'll leave um, that. We're the, we'll leave that one alone. So, <laughs> jumping into the next year, I mean, you just went on a complete tear, Ned. Like incredible year, most wins, best uh, goals against, like goal of the year. Obviously, you guys ended up finishing with the Calder Cup. But the question I have for you is, after you had won, I think you posted on your story a couple times, and I think I might have saw it at Donnie's, but you guys got on the bus, and, like, you had the suit just, like, four buttons down, undone. You're just holding the cup. You were going crazy at some club. I was dying. Me? Yeah, it was you. Oh, I think Donnie. And I mean, yeah, we just won. He finished the season off with a win. Like, where did you guys go after you guys won? But we actually got it. Kind of, we got separated. Like, we were at first. Like at first, we were all together, like all the families, and there were some fans and season ticket holders and all the staff. Um, our owner rented out this like uh, sports bar. Like they had like a few bowling lanes in the back, like that you could rent out like a space. Yeah. So he rented out that area for us and we all went there, you know, we had beers and everybody got to kind of hang out for like an hour or so. And then when everybody kind of like when the family started to kind of like separate and then it was just like the guys and the staff and all that, we, we got split. It was like half the guys went like downtown Chicago, which was like at that time a 45 minute drive. Cause it was Good. a Saturday night too. Yeah. Like, they went to downtown Chicago and then the other half of us just went to the bar slash club thing right next door to where we were. And that's where we were. And that's where I was. And I mean, I don't know. We had a good time. Like, Oh, it looked like it. man. There was, so that, that wasn't even it. Like, so then we're there and then, so or, we're not, we're there. Then we kind of, we all go back to the hotel. Yeah. And I'm, and at that point, me and my girlfriend were just kind of like, uh, it's, it's like, whatever three o'clock in the morning now like three or four yeah we have a flight we have a flight at you know or a bus time at like six o'clock or like six thirty or something to go to the airport so i'm like all right let's just you know we'll go to bed whatever well like 10 minutes later like after we get to the hotel everybody kind of starts like creeping in from like downtown with the cup and it's one of those like hotels where it's it's a square Okay. And then there's like nothing in the middle. So like if you're on the 15th floor, you can see all the way down to like the lobby slash yeah. little sitting area. Right. So that's where it is. And like, you can see all around, like it's all open. Yeah. But we're on the seventh floor or whatever. And then we get up like there's, you know, there's a few guys kind of walking around, like, you know, yelling and skinning and stuff. So, so we walk out and we're just kind of standing on the balcony or like on the little rail there, like, laughing and enjoy you know singing and yelling or whatever and then all of a sudden guys start coming in into the lobby with the cup and they're yelling and they're having a good time and then now all of a sudden we're screaming and yelling seven floors up eight floors up we're singing we are the champions like and there's got you know they're throwing beers around and 
then you just slowly see like windows opening oh, and like no. lights turning on of people from <laughs> other rooms and it's just like one after the other like people just all right we're leaving we're gonna go to the airport we're done like yeah yeah well i was gonna in those uh hotels like you said you can hear everything from, yeah from and, the room in yeah the lobby, and so. like i i feel bad but at the same time like we were just having we were enjoying it like oh, I, I don't think you can we, feel bad though like, like we weren't really thinking much of others unfortunately like i felt bad for people locking out but like we were i went like i went from going to bed at like three o'clock to we stayed up another two and a half three like till we stayed up till six and we took a 20 minute power nap <laughs> oh, before no. the bus like oh, the part it just it didn't stop i remember like one of my like things that i remember so clearly is that more that next morning we're on the flight and and everybody you know there's every not everybody like most guys got on the flight um we're like we're sitting together and then yep. they got like we each got like our girlfriends or wives or whoever like we got the seat next to them it actually worked out pretty well and all you just see like for the first like like from rows four till eight was like mostly us yeah i look around and everybody's got their trade tables down and their foreheads are just glued to it <laughs> they're just out like passed out and i'm like wow th this is a sight to see just yeah. completely running on empty at that point yeah and then as soon as we land like at, at, like when we landed we i we had like nothing i had nothing in my my tank i i went home i needed to get some food in me and i tried and it was a sunday afternoon Mm -hmm. so anywhere you wanted to go to get food you're gonna sit and wait for an hour right unless you, went, unless you went to mcdonald's but i wasn't doing mcdonald's i wanted <laughs> i wanted a good breakfast so oh, that was a, that was an awesome time well you know what the people at the hotel you know what they got out of that they got to be a part of the experience you know they might not have liked it but they mm -hmm. were a part of the calder yeah. cup winning experience yeah. Right? Yeah, they might not. Have, they might have had no idea what it was, but hey, they were. They won't it. forget it. So, <laughs> so on your flight back, was it like um, like were there other people heading from Chicago to Charlotte? Yeah, yeah, it was a normal commercial flight. Yeah. So did you? Were there people who recognized you and like knew that you you had wanted and uh, did, no, no, it was low key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we actually didn't think we were gonna make the flight at first because when we got to the airport, it was so busy. The security line was like it was nuts we're sitting in line and like we get there and we're like oh wow like this is pretty big but like you know we still had like an hour and a half like an hour and 15 till we boarded or until we leaving and then it's like we're not really moving we're just inching along and it goes like all right we got an hour we got 45 minutes we got 20 minutes like <laughs> yeah and it was like this whole time it was like i wanted to get a coffee in me or something and get like a bagel in me too because i was hungry and it's like nope got through security and like booked it right to the yeah. right to the gate <laughs> and the yeah. best part about that whole experience is like i've been there before you're you're already pretty hungover you don't want to be around people you're sitting in a security line it's oh. noisy nobody will yeah. shut up oh, yeah. yeah you finally get through security and you're just sprinting to your plane yeah uh-huh oh. yeah it was a little hectic that morning but we made it home made it home and then the rest is history. Had a great yeah. night, great night, good Monday. We had we did a celebration at the rink with the fans uh, Monday night, 
And then it was like nonstop Monday night, Tuesday morning. It was like every day. And I was like, all right, where are we going for breakfast? Where are we bringing the cup? Where are we going for like, you know, let's go sit by the pool. All right. Now where are we going to go for dinner? And then like, where are we going? What bar are we going to tonight? Wednesday was like, all right, we're going golfing. My buddy actually, my roommate got his first hole in one that Wednesday when we were playing golf. What an incredible week for him, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was so happy. And I was like so happy that I was there too. I was like, I was so pumped up. That was was a good week. It's a solid week, solid year. Um, Yeah. Now, jumping into the very, very obvious, uh, it seems you're a bit of a Fortnite guy, huh? Yeah, just a little bit. Just a tiny bit? Um, yeah, I kind of get – kind of like half and half now with Call of Duty. Oh, I need really? Yeah. Really? Well, I, I, real, like, I'll just tell you real quick. So, like, I was playing it, and, like, there's, like, different game modes in Fortnite, right? Yeah. And, like, so you can play, like, by yourself. Or, and then, you can, like, you play solos. And it's, like, just, like, regular, you know, solos that don't mean anything. Or they call it arenas, which is, like, competitive. And, like, oh, you, okay. if you get high enough in, like, that, if you get high enough in the arena mode, you can start, like, playing in tournaments for, like, money and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> so I was, like, trying to get – so I was trying so hard to get to this one, like, division in arenas. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, that was the level where you can start playing in tournaments and stuff. And I just got there like a week and a half ago. I finally made it to that division. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, nice, whatever. And I started like, I'm playing now and I just get frustrated after I die right away. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go play COD. Oh, I downloaded, I, I finally downloaded Warzone on COD and I'm playing that. And I realized like, I'm still getting frustrated with that. So I like, I play for a half hour and I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. Oh no. Have you has have you peaked in video games now? Is this the end for Alex Nadalkovich? No, I doubt it. <laughs> There's a lot of downtime. Like I, I've invested too much time in it to just give it up right now. Sure? I mean I got a I got a desk, I got a chair, I got a monitor, <laughs> I got a I got a portable monitor to take on the road with me. I got a I got a controller with extra buttons on it. Like Wow. I, I, I didn't get, even know I, that existed. <laughs> yeah, I spent too much money and too much time on this to just give it up. I just I need a little break. I, you I, put I, all the signing bonus money into into video gaming. <laughs> I put too much money into it. I spent too much money on the stupid cosmetic skins that you can get in Fortnite that don't improve your gameplay at all. It just changes <laughs> the way you look. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you got to plan for uh, your future, right? You got to. Yeah have a backup plan for when hockey yeah. well i thought i was gonna do well in the, that arena mode and start making money and winning tournaments but then like all these 10 and 12 year olds that play all day every day on like pc and computers they just whoop me and like they just it it's embarrassing it's like i die and i'm like you're probably like this 12 year old kid at home right now like that's uh, funny well, the, the real question is, did you did you see the Travis Scott Fortnite concert? I didn't, know because that was a time. So that was when I was, like, half in and half out of it. Like, I had already gotten to, like, that that peak and where I was, like – or not peak, but, like, I had already reached that level I wanted to get to. So, I, like, after that, I kind of, like – I got off that high of, like, playing three hours a day to, like <laughs> – 
to like, I went from like playing three to four hours a day to, all right, I'm going to get on. I'm like, like I want to play. And then I get on and half hour in, I haven't really done much and I just don't want to try anymore. So I stopped. It sounds like uh, you really uh, maybe lost a little bit of love for it right now, but Hey, it's, you know, it's a yeah. little bit of a burnout. You need some time away. Yeah, exactly. Being, uh, being with the downtime that we have going on right now, I'm sure it'll come back and you're going to have to fill some time anyways. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Ned, you run a Twitch, right? Do you want to plug that? Yeah, it's just easy. It's Ned39. Oh, wow. That's a lot easier than your whole last name. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Kept it simple for the people. So Kept like on, on Twitch, what do you, you just, all it is is streaming and then people can join in watch and chat yep. and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool, it's man. easy. They, you know, you just, I usually, when I, when I do it, I usually promote it on, or I usually put out a story on my Instagram and then it's like easy. You just swipe up and follow the link and then. Yeah, if you you know you want to watch, you want to watch. If you want to ask a question, you just type it in the little chat area. Um, yeah, I mean, Ned thirty nine, everybody, check them out. Yeah, thank you. Watch them, uh, watch them tear up twelve year olds on uh, Fortnite and COD. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the other way around. <laughs> and I get, and I, and I, I'm competitive too, so it's like, I, I get worked up about it. Have and you ever like, broken a controller though? No. And oh, you're a good man. You're a good man. I, and I and I won't. I won't because I like. Then the dumb like I'll explain this. Like the dumb thing is, is like I've broken golf clubs before. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and so I can't even use like I. But I can't even use the excuse of like not breaking a controller because it's too expensive. Because golf clubs are just as are just as expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and honestly, a golf club. Is probably more useful than the controller because at least I'm being somewhat athletic and swinging a golf club as opposed to sitting down twiddling my thumb on a controller. <laughs> but it's like if I broke the controller, I'd probably break the controller like by blowing a hole through the drywall. And that's like, I don't want to pay for the, to fix the drywall then. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to deal with that. Whereas like breaking the club is just, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not proud of breaking the club. Like it's, <laughs> It's okay. Sometimes you just got to like, you got to release, you know, like you, you get a little pent up, you get a little frustrated, but I mean, in terms of being inside and playing, playing video games, like you said, now you got to pay for a controller. Then you got to yeah. pay for fixed drywall. And then you got to hear about it from your girlfriend probably. So it's probably, you know, a little self-control there. Like, I, like, I, like, I start yelling at the screen. I'm yelling at the screen <laughs> and it's the most counterproductive thing. And it's like, and it's the dumbest thing. But I've been there. I mean, when I, so, when I played video games when I was in high school, I played like all the time. It's probably why I was trash at hockey, but we were playing like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare. That's when those had just come out. Halo. And you would just scream at the TV all night long. <laughs> you stay up till two with your friends just shredding kids. And then uh, now it's like you get on and I try to play Fortnite or I'll try and play COD and I just get torn up by kids. It's embarrassing. So I've, I've hung up the gaming thing because I uh, would scream at my TV currently. And uh, I was good, so. I don't, I, I don't get how, like, guys have gotten so good so fast. It's, like, so hard to play. It's so hard to play and enjoy it's it. And just, have, just have, like, a casual game where it's, like, all right. And there's even games where it's, like, I'm, I'm, I'll go pretty far and I'll get, like, top ten. And I'm, like, all right, like, this is going pretty good. And then out of nowhere, this guy is just, like, like it's, it goes either two ways. 
one of two ways. Either one, I just run into this guy that's got like that I have like no business playing with. He's just like way too good for me. And I just like I'm just like, all right, you you know, whatever. You did all this in like five seconds and I'm still trying to figure out like how to reload my gun. Like like that's what he makes me look like. So I'm like, okay, that's great. Or and this this pisses me off way more than anything else. There's like bushes in the game and yeah. guys can hide in them and you can't yeah. see them but they can see you like perfectly fine and then i'll be running i'll be running and then all of a sudden i'll just get completely mowed down by like this machine gun out of a bush and i'm like i'm just like what the heck just happened and that 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 nothing like that pisses me off so much I that is the one thing that I hate about that game more than anything and whenever that happens I lose it. It actually that's, happened to me the other day. Happened to me that's the other when the day. clubs come out. Yeah. That's when the that's when that's when drywall starts getting broken, yeah. Um now I heard from Donnie that you have this little scientific hunch about eating spicy food and it leading to <laughs> bad dreams. Can you give us a little more insight and maybe some of the research you did to figure that one out? I no. So I'll, I'm going to say this. I didn't do the research or I didn't do, I didn't put two and two together. Okay. Until Donnie pointed this out. Donnie's our equipment, was our equipment manager. He, he is our equipment manager in Charlotte. So I like, you know, and I, I'm, I love Donnie. I love, um, I'm a big equipment manager guy. Like I always hang out with them, shoot the shit. So one day I walked in and I'm just like sitting there talking to Donnie and it was, you know, it's like nothing. It was like, Don, I had the weirdest dream last night. And like, you know, I went on to explain it to him and he's like, Whoa, like that is weird. He's like, what did you eat? And I'm like, nothing out of the ordinary. Like, I don't know, nothing crazy. Like I told him my day and then he's like, did you have anything like spicy? And I'm like, I mean, I had like, I had jalapenos with like my eggs in the morning. He's like, I bet you that's what it was. He's like, spicy, he's like, spicy food gives you the weirdest dreams. And I'm like, eh, I mean, maybe, maybe it is. And then it happened again, like a few, like a few weeks later, it happened again. I had like another weird, I had, I had another weird dream and then I had jalapenos, but then it happened like three days ago. I had jalapenos for oh, breakfast. No. I had jalapenos for breakfast, and then I like had weird dreams again that night. And then I, the first thing I did when I woke up, I texted Donnie and I was like, "Don, I had the damn jalapenos got me again." <laughs> well, I guess it's the that's the jalapenos. You heard it here first. That's a hot take. Yeah, if you want weird dreams, eat jalapenos. Um, and then my next question here for you, Ned. This one's a real brain buster. Put you on the spot here a little bit. Um, what is the worst Gatorade flavor out there? Ooh. The worst Gatorade flavor. Uh, purple. R- really? Yeah. Oh, man. Purple and blue are my go-tos. Okay. I feel uh, like the purple. yellow disgusting. But... See, I love yellow. Really? I right. love the yellow because I feel like the yellow isn't as like – it doesn't taste as sugary as a purple or a blue. I, I like blue. Don't get me wrong. I like blue. I would rather have blue over purple. But if I drink purple Gatorade, like I won't, I refuse to have purple Gatorade. Like 
during games. Yeah. It's just like I, I feel like I'm drinking straight sugar. It's I, I can't I can't do it. I I'd I'd go yellow, then red, then orange, then blue, then purple. All right. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Citrus guy. Mm-hmm. Can be yep. appreciated. Um when you're eating gummy bears, what is your favorite color? Let's switch it switch it to ice cream then. What's your go to ice cream flavor? Oh, So my go-to ice cream, <laughs> it's going to be, you know, Ben and Jerry's ice cream? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be the fudge brown, chocolate fudge brownie ice cream. All right. You and can't eat that. I will eat a pint of that, no problem. In a sitting? For, in a sitting. Oh, wow. Like, I, like you, you should really, like, I, I, sorry, I got a bad sweet tooth. Like, you should put, you should buy it, and realistically, it should last you two nights minimum no if i get it it's gone are we talking like 15 minutes or like 10 uh hopefully 15 it depends on how fast it melts <laughs> if it starts melting, you just get going <laughs> yeah I, you just get in the mode the tv's on we're going yeah okay. that, you can't beat that um lebron james or michael jordan uh See, like, I'm watching that documentary, The Last Dance. Now, yeah, yeah, and it, ha- it hasn't gotten it, like it hasn't really gotten into like his, they like the last episode. They just won their first title. Okay. So like, you really have like, I mean, you you know how good he was before, but like you haven't really seen like how he would carry a team, maybe. So like, and I never got to watch him. Like, I never watched him growing mm-hmm. up. Right. I want I. When I was growing up, it was LeBron James, and it still is LeBron. So, yeah, it's tough to compare. Like, it's tough to compare the two because you don't watch the two of them together. Like right now, like you tell me LeBron James, Kevin Durant, I'm gonna take LeBron James. But like, you, you can't compare two different eras. Like, it, it was two different eras. Like, really? So, I don't like. I don't know. I. I like I try to I try to go both ways on it. Like I see both ways, but I I'm gonna pick LeBron. Oh, wow. I think LeBron's probably like one of the greatest athletes to ever play sports. Even after he left Cleveland, you still have love for LeBron. I see. I didn't like the way that he left the first time. Okay. Like, I like I could see why he left. Like I understood why he left. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't happy with like the whole production. I'm going to take my talents to South Beach, like basically making a movie out of it almost, right? Like, Yeah. I wasn't a fan of that. But, you know, he went, you know, whatever. He went there, he won, he came back, and he, you know, he made it to the finals every year when he came back. Like that's the other thing too is like he made it to – he went to the finals nine times in a row, I think. Mm-hmm. I think he was. Like that. that's – pretty good like that's a pretty good stat i mean some consistency you know to finish three and six in the finals it's not the greatest number to look at but again it's not winning a championship isn't an individual stat for sure you know so i mean the one of those losses was to uh kevin was to kevin DeGrant, steph curry clay thompson and draymond green like i mean i don't like i don't I don't know how you beat those guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then the one year, it was – I think it was like the first year 
it was the first or second year that they played uh like I whatever he had like Matthew Delavado like our Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love were both hurt so mm-hmm. like he really didn't have a, a surrounding cast like to help I don't know, like there was just it's not an individual stat like how many championships you've won so yeah you're really you're really putting up the argument for LeBron and I can appreciate it completely yeah. So, well, I, I'm at, yeah, I, 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 Michael, obviously, he's got the numbers too, like all the stats and all that, and the six and zero record. So, I, I don't, that, that, my thing is, you can't, it, it's tough to compare then and now. It's the same thing with hockey. It's like, yeah, Crosby or, or Gretzky, yeah. David or Gretzky. Like, well, they played two different times. Like, games completely the, the different. Game way different now than it was then. For sure, game's yeah. way different now than it was. 15 years ago yeah for sure um and last one here uh well we'll give you the two and then there's always the third but dunkin donuts coffee or tim's tim's yes suck it kyle that's not dunkin donuts dunkin donuts coffee's fake how about that east coast boy it's fine dom when we go to Providence, I refuse to drink the coffee from the rink because it's Dunkin' Donuts, and no. What do you? I don't want to get when you. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to like start like bagging on them, but no. Oh, it's, bag on them. Bag on them. They're not a sponsor. They don't. They don't send me a check. Bag I on mean, them. What? What kind of coffee does Ohio have? <laughs> oh no! I, what, you, what is what is there? Like, wow! Dude, dude, I, I I drink the nameless brand from the supermarket right now at home. I don't like. I I don't really care much about like the coffee, like it's whatever. But if if I see a Dunkin' and I see my nameless brand on the shelf, I'm gonna pick my nameless brand over this Dunkin' Donut stuff. Like it's just garbage. Smell you later, buddy. See you, Kyle. Right, I'll pick my battles. Um, right. Anyways, uh, one last thing I wanted to ask is you're uh, you're playing in North Carolina now. Have you seen Outer Banks on Netflix? I have not. No, I actually don't have Netflix. Oh, what? Wow. Wow. What I got, are you doing? I don't have Netflix. I don't have Hulu. I got, well, I I have like that Amazon Fire Stick. Okay. Uh, and I, let's just say I don't want to like spell my secrets because i don't want the government listening but i got i got ways of watching stuff on there right. so. trust so, me we're a little least... bit smaller than whether the government's going to be following in but no for <laughs> sure i completely respect your need for privacy <laughs> they're always listening on, uh, is listening right now to our conversation so oh yeah <laughs> my fbi agent's been checking in occasionally so we're good yeah i'm gonna wake up tomorrow morning there's some some guy stand like some park just some car is going to be parked outside of my house that i've never seen before in my life blacked out yeah <laughs> tinted yeah ned i want to say thank you so much for joining us it's been a pleasure always unreal yeah, absolutely no i had a great time sorry for rambling on a little bit there but uh yeah it was awesome i had a good time no problem um we want to wish you the best of luck moving forward i don't know how anything's going to shake down but uh obviously this year and then moving forward through your career we want to wish you the best of luck and uh you know you ever need anything just call awesome yeah thank you i appreciate it you guys stay safe stay healthy yeah, you too buddy for hopping on with us
And that was our interview with Alex Ndelkovich. Um, that guy's unreal, like 110% beauty, unreal stories, big chicken tender fan, just like myself. What'd you think? Yeah. Uh, I mean, who doesn't love talking food and video games and hockey? It's perfect combination. It doesn't get any better than that, huh? No, not at all. We found the perfect gig. Absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, thanks again for uh, to Ned for coming on. And, um, you know, if anyone out there is, is looking to donate some items, I'm sure you could use some drywall repair kits or <laughs> new set of golf clubs. So <laughs> New clubs, maybe a five or seven iron if you, if you got one to spare. So um, I thought you wanted to drop a storyline there. Me? Yeah. What was I going to say? Wait, did you want to bring something up? again go ahead from from the start or just from there no just from there i'll yeah. clip yeah. up that last part all right yeah and also his his goal scoring ability that's uh pretty sweet that he had too so we'll be on the the lookout for his hattie coming up soon hopefully i'd love to be at that game i'd be going nuts in the stands just throwing my hat over the thing i've never I, I would never ever throw my hat over the netting to get it on the ice but if ned scores a hattie and puts up a third you best believe I'll be there with my cowboy hat, just whipping that on the ice. The funny thing is, I feel like most people wouldn't get it because they probably aren't keeping count. So they just be like, it's a, it's a goal. Why are, why are you throwing your hat? <laughs> You're like, it's Ned's hat. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, what is this idiot doing? Why is he wearing a cowboy hat? Why is he throwing it on the ice? This is stupid. It's one goal. Yeah. But it is what it well, is. We got you, Ned, though. We'll, we'll throw plenty of hats for you. I'll bring... That's what we got to start doing. There's got to be a designated fan that goes to every game of Ned's and just brings a bag of hats just in case it happens. So for all you people out there that are listening to Between Two Posts, if you're in any of the cities that Alex Nedeljkovic is visiting, uh, contact us. We'll get you some hats. We'll we'll get you the bag. That would be the best if it's like a road game for him. He's he's in a completely different city, and some, some fan just brings a, a bag of hats to throw on the ice. That would be the best because it would make it would make all the clips. It'd be highlights everywhere. Oh yeah, and then if you if you do pull it off, we'll get you a between two post T shirt that is soon to be released. Kyle, that's all I got for this week, buddy. I'll see you next week. See you next week, to everyone. Adios.